know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you as soon as possible. What did we think of this movie? I'm giving this movie a B minus. What? Odin reminds me of a Haitian father. <laughs> this is. It feels like the comic brought to live screen. <laughs> This is. If this is the story they are going for, can we buy a cheap table so I can flip it? everybody. We got a curfew. By nine o'clock, you're Odin. Don't regret. Dang, can you edit that out? And now. This is. Marvelous Friends. Marvelous Friends. Welcome to the Marvelous Friends podcast. You are now listening to Marvelous Friends. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 100 of the Marvelous Friends podcast. We are four friends with one mission. We are here to break down all things MCU, MCU-related, characters, story arcs, you name it. You, you can come here and hear all of our opinions and our thoughts and our debates and you name it. Uh, and today is episode 100. What a milestone. And so we have some awards to give out. But before we do, my name is Rob. I am the host of this fun and amazing podcast, and I brought a few of my friends with me. This is Rinaldi. Elise. And I'm Fergie. And today we have some awards to give out, so come join the conversation. Let's get started with episode 100. This is episode 100. We are so excited to uh, to have reached this milestone. Um, I'm 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 excited about it. How do you guys feel? I just I don't know. Like I don't want to say speechless, but I feel I'm just amazed we got to 100. Because um, mm. you know it takes it takes a lot for us to record an episode, and we all have just other responsibilities outside of this podcast. So. It just feels it feels rather refreshing, you know. I feel refreshed, you know, getting to this point, you know, that mm-hmm. that all the hard work paid off. That's it, man. That's it. I'm feeling refreshed too. I, yeah, I, I can say so much. I mean, you know, what it took to get us here and all that. It, it's a lot. Uh, how about you, Fergie? How do you feel? We're here at 100. It hasn't sunk in yet at all, but like everything Ronaldo said, I agree with. I know most podcasts will make it past episode 20, so to be at 100 is crazy. So here's to at least 100 more. Wow. Okay. Talk about wow. a crazy. How about you, Elise? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know how to feel either. I'm like, wow, we've been doing this for a long time, huh? Like, it just, I don't know. Time just really flew. And I don't know. It, it's just been a lot of fun. It's really hard to believe. But yeah, I mean, yeah, let's hope it keeps on going and it grows even more. Let's stop waiting. We have some awards. Um, and the reason why we we figured, you know what, let's do an award show. Actually, this was uh, Rinaldi's genius idea. Um, I'm just like, what do we do for episode 100? I don't want to keep talking about us. That's just weird and narcissistic. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's think about our conversations that we've had. Let's think about these MCU characters. Let's think about, uh, our listeners. Um, and, and thank you listeners. Uh, you actually contributed to this episode as well. We want to thank you for your votes and we want to thank you for your participation and just all the downloads and listens over the, the past year and a half, two years that we've been doing this. Um, 
a little over a year, right? Um, yeah. I, I, I forget how long we've been doing like this. two, pretty much. Yeah, almost two years. We started almost in the pandemic. Two years. Yeah, we started in the pandemic. And, you know, we fizzled out a little bit after that 20, 30 episode kind of, I think it was even 10, maybe, I don't know, somewhere around there, we kind of fizzled off, but we said, no, we have to stick to it. Let's get back in it. And we did. And we've been consistent. We've been, uh, we, we've had some very flat moments. We've had some very uh, fun moments. And uh, to go through this journey with the MCU and for the listeners going through the journey with us, it's been a lot of fun. And so um, this was Rinaldi's great idea to do. You know what? It's it's award season. Um, you know, let's do some awards. Uh, Rinaldi, before, I'm just now thinking about it. Uh, why don't we do this real quick before we get into awards? Rinaldi, at the time of this recording, it was your birthday this week, right? Um, that was last Saturday. Last Saturday. So today, we're recording on a Saturday today, and yeah. your birthday was last Saturday. Uh, yeah. Happy birthday. Belated birthday. Happy um, belated yeah, thank you. And, uh, you know, it's really cool because I did some I always like finding out whose birthday I share, you know, what what popular celebrity or historical figure or whatever who has the same birthday as me. And I found out that uh, former S.H.I.E.L.D. director uh, Peggy Carter was also born on April 9th. So we, we wow. share the same birthday with uh, with good old uh, Captain Carter. <laughs> and uh yeah, now nah, it feels good. I was nervous, you know, because I was like, oh, man, what if I have the same birthday as, like, Sylvie or, you know, or, or, or Black Widow or somebody? But, uh, nah, it's good old good old uh, Peggy Carter, uh, Cap, Steve Rogers, uh, main The OK main Carter, not, not Sharon. Yeah, yeah, Sharon yeah. yeah. If it Karen. was Sharon Carter, I would have been depressed. Right. I would have needed some hugs, some virtual hugs from you guys. But, uh, mm-hmm. no, nah, it's Peggy. Good old, good old Peggy Carter. I'm, ha- I'm happy. And uh, thank you for the uh, birthday wishes. Uh, all you got three it, of you appreciate it. You got it, man. I uh, so I, again, man. Happy birthday and uh, happy belated birthday. And uh, thank you for this idea. This was a great idea of uh, doing a, an award show. So again, without further ado, uh, let's present some of these awards. supporting character award okay this award goes to the the character that they're not they're not the protagonist right they're not the main person you follow in the story but they're the number two they're the right hand man or right hand woman that is helping your favorite superheroes however they provide less than the greatest help ever. In fact, some of these names and some of these characters have, over the years, and, and as we're watching these shows, we've observed that they're not the best help to the, to the characters that we've fallen in love with and we know and we cherish. And so uh, over some of these episodes and movies, we figured, all right, there's a lot of names. There's a lot of side characters uh, who, who does a great job helping the main hero, helping our favorite heroes. But then you have others who do too much or don't do enough. And and to present the award, I want to uh, bring it over to Rinaldi. Uh, who are the nominees 
So the nominees for the Worst Supporting Character Award are uh, Trish Walker from Jessica Jones, a.k.a. Hellcat. Her fans, you know, would beat me up if I didn't add that. Um, Sylvie Lofi Daughter from the Loki Disney Plus Marvel show. Uh, Electra Nachios from the Marvel TV show Daredevil. And Trevor Slattery from Iron Man 3 and Shang-Chi. And the winner of the Worst Supporting Character Award is... The winner is Electra Nachos from the Marvel TV show Daredevil. Wow. wow. Okay. Oh, out of all of those names, she is the worst supporting Over Trevor? Over Trevor. Over Trish. Over, Trevor. Over Trish, apparently. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I mean, I feel like Trevor is kind of just a whatever character. Um, mm. To be honest, most people that despise Iron Man 3, they just don't, they just don't think about it. They really don't. I remember arguing with someone online and he just he barely remembers what happened in the movie he just doesn't like the movie um trish i mean yeah i could i could see a lot of people voting for her but i think it's because electra was with daredevil and daredevil such a a beloved character i think someone quote-unquote hurting that character that might have that might have motivated people to vote for her that's just my thoughts i also think most people probably have seen Daredevil over Jessica Jones. Yeah, yeah maybe that's what it has to do with. Yeah, because I. Yeah, because I mean, I don't think I would have personally voted Electra over Trish. Like, I, I just. I mean, yeah. Does Electra have some problems? Yeah, we did, and we've discussed it over um, our episodes. But like, I, I, I wouldn't. But hey, I mean, this is what the people. I don't know say. why Sylvie didn't win. I don't know why, because unless Loki didn't mm. get watched that much, because she technically broke the multiverse by killing He Who Remains. I'm right. sorry. I know you guys so, don't like Trish, but breaking the multiverse trumps anything oh, no. she uh, ever did. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, if you're asking me personally, again, I wasn't included in this poll. No, I, I know. Would, I'm just. I would yeah. choose. I would choose Sylvie, but I'm just saying, like Electra would probably be like the last person I'd vote out of these four humans because I'm just like, nah, she actually hmm. had some use despite like being problematic. And she did apologize to Matt, unlike a, a certain lawyer who still hasn't apologized um, to his friends. Um, I just think it's so funny. <laughs> I just think it's so funny that we've had this very debate on one of our episodes that she's not good for Matt. She's not uh, a great supporting character for Matt. And uh, Ronaldo, you were very, you were like, you know, you said that she was fun to watch, that she's, she's good for Matt in the sense that she calls him out. She she doesn't tolerate Matt's uh, um, lack of conviction, all of that stuff. And, uh, she ends up getting voted worst supporting character. Rinaldi, what's the number for that? Like, out of all of our voters, what's the percentage? That is uh, 33%. 33%. Yeah, but I'm wow. not surprised because, okay. again, like, 
I'm I was arguing from the standpoint of hey, I don't put Matt Murdock on or Daredevil on this pedestal and the the stars shine upon him. I don't view him that way. I view him I view the good and the bad. Um but yeah, most of the people voting they're probably like, "Yo, Daredevil's so cool. He's so awesome." And he chose this girl and and she just did this bad things to him. So I think that's just my two cents of why how the voter might have thought thought through the whole thing. Yeah. Um Yeah. I don't think they're thinking it more deeply than that. It's mm. like, hey, this girl mm. is messing with a guy that I really think is a cool character, bump her check mark. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. I think um I think it's it could be that, but I also think it's a matter of just who she is. I think, I think if I'm, maybe I'm looking at this from my own personal yeah, perspective. I think we fundamentally disagree on who she is. Sure. So we, we covered that sure. ground, but, but I think, I think for a lot of people, I think it doesn't go past. She's annoying, you know, um, that she's like a nuisance and she's a problem. I could be wrong, but like if I was one of these voters and I didn't vote, but uh, that would be that would be my reason. So wait, you're saying in terms of like, um, it's it's only at the level of she's a nuisance, or are you saying no? It's actually deeper than that for some of these voters. Yeah, I was just trying to understand what your the last thing you were said. Uh, yeah. So um, I'm trying to. I guess what I'm saying is it's it doesn't go past like she's annoying and she's a problem, but. That doesn't mean that, okay, just because you're a problem means that you're the worst supporting character um, or any of that. I think it's to what degree um, she's annoying or to what degree she's a problem. And for Matt, she's just like constantly interjecting her uh, her own little whatever. It's like she's always appearing in moments where you just don't care for her. Like, what yeah, are you doing here? I, I get all that. I, I just think the last three episodes of that season – she actually one apologized to Matt for how she was acting and two felt like, you know what, this is too much. This, what we're doing is too overwhelming. There's too many ninjas. I'm finding out all these things about myself and about my powers and why people care about me, you know? And so she, in a weird way, kind of like how Matt does, she's like, you know what, let me go off by myself. I don't deserve friends. And Matt goes out of his way to be like, no, stay with me. Like you're special and blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I, I, I don't want to go around in circles, but I did. I did just want to highlight that. I think she does get to a point where she realizes that she she's a problem. Like she admits it. We'll be right back. In a world where age is nothing but a number in life and in fandoms, join Kimberly and Sheila as they review movies and TV shows for their podcast, Forever Fangirls. Tune in bi-weekly as we delve into the good, the bad, the cute, and explore different themes of each show we cover. Or you can listen to my wife do different voices. Anyway, darlings, Forever Fangirls is available on all major podcasting platforms or on our website, foreverfangirls.com. Right. 
Right. Well, Electra, congratulations. Uh, you have won the worst supporting character award. You may uh, step on stage. And <laughs> award. And, what kind uh, of speech would not, she give, or would she just not show up? Because this is well, a negative award. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't encourage anybody to arrive and pick up a award. But if she were to, uh, no speeches are allowed. Like just get oh, on, this, get, we don't do award. speeches here. We don't do speeches here. No, we're we're efficient. We're trying to move things along. I see. Um, yeah. What if like an Electra fangirl walked up to the, uh, tried to uh, virtually slap you, as a tried to virtually over, uh, out uh, of offense like, to her winning this award and a, a fangirl of Electra. I want to know. I want to know how many Will Smiths are actually out there <laughs> who like just get offended at something personal and just wants to slap. Like my thing is like where I feel like she'd accept the award. She would accept it. She, she would. would oh she would gosh, throw a I sigh so first, which is why you should be ready yeah. with uh, with some armor or something right. because <laughs> there's no way she'd accept That's that. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Okay, so. Next award, uh, we have. This is a fun one. Um, when we watch these movies, sometimes you know you have fun. You you follow the characters, and you might even notice Easter eggs. You might notice a, a character plot that might go over people's heads. You might see some connected dots. There's a lot of things that you can notice when watching MCU TV shows or MCU movies. But that's not the only thing that you'll notice. Uh, In this award, we are nominating people who have the worst wig or the worst haircut out of all the MCU shows or movies. These are characters who I don't know what happened on set, but said yes to whatever they are wearing on their head. And so to present this award and to present the nominees, I turn it over to Elise. Who are who are our nominees today? All right. So the nominees for the Worst Wig and Haircut Award, they are Electro from The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and we also saw him in Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, Hope Van Dyne from the Ant-Man series of movies, Maria Rambeau from Captain Marvel and Alexander Pierce from Captain America Winter Soldier. Who is the winner of the worst haircut? All right, and the winner is opens up symbolic and not existing envelope. <laughs> it is Electro. What? And let, what? And let oh me specify gosh. because some people might be like, what? In no way home, he was looking fresh. I agree. We yeah, are specific. We are specifically talking about Amazing Spider-Man Electro. Mm-hmm. Like him just being Max mm-hmm. Dillon and yeah, so Sony, the Sony infection <laughs> Electro <laughs> is what we were referring to. It affected his hairline. Right. And yeah. it seems that a lot <laughs> Every of people Every single time I'm right, it's something <laughs> negative. I talked about the Sony infection like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. This is true. Now it's crazy. Trending Sony's thing. so bad. Yeah, check this out, right? It's so bad that out of the nominees of the worst haircut or wig, 
it's a Sony character. Yeah. And Marvel has had some bad wigs and bad haircuts, but this is the worst. Like, they don't even try. No, they don't. Not that he needed to have a good haircut, <laughs> but it was, it was, it was horrible. Like, you know how when people, like, when their hairline recedes and it goes, when, when men's hairlines, when it recedes and it goes backwards, yeah. his went sideways. <laughs> that's, that's, I don't understand the logic behind the comb over and just. No, I don't either. Uh, can't get past it. I wonder it. if the hair, the hair dudes, the reason why he didn't have friends, I wonder. Probably they had to hammer in the fact that he was a loser by giving him that jacked up haircut. Really, and honestly, I mean, maybe, maybe we may have subconsciously rigged this whole thing because we did in our poll put out like the worst picture of him. It was like not only was the (laughs) comb over like doing something, but his glasses (laughs) wasn't on straight. Like we picked the worst picture. Yeah. In in yeah. in Electro's defense, but I, I don't know. I think regardless, people probably would have still been like, "Yeah." Spider Man had to lick his hand and fix his hair for him. Yeah, like, and it still didn't work. That's that's <laughs> no, wow. That's that says a lot. No, that says a lot, and, and that's so, why uh, you guys, uh, Elise and Fergie, were like, "Oh man, his teeth got fixed when he got his powers <laughs> when he fell into that tank." Mm-hmm. <laughs> because Sony was trying to show me, okay, yeah, hey guys, he's messed up. Look at how ugly. It, yeah, he just jacked up. And I'm like, all right, Sony, all right. So you see, it's not not my yeah. fault, Rinaldi. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I just brought it up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can you can be a loser, and I don't know, like have a decent haircut or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, look know. at Ned. He got he got some solid hair. Well, is Ned a loser though? I mean, he, really. I mean, he I mean, he he admits hmm. it. He admits that he is. Well, but then that automatically disqualifies him as a loser when you. Oh, no, that's fair. It's when a you. It's, I don't loser. think he's a loser. I think he's yeah. just like. I think he's like overlooked. You know how there's a nerd. yeah. You know how he's just like kind of unpopular. You got an unpopular yeah. group, and it's not because they're like losers or whatever. It's just like kind of like ah, uh, you know, we don't. They're not out there. They don't stick out, but like, yeah, I don't know. He's not Machine Gun Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, so there are varying degrees of loserdom. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, Electro, Max Dillon, uh, Jamie Foxx, please step up up and receive your uh, award. We are not allowing speeches uh, because we are efficient and we don't want people to get slapped. That's right. Next award. This one is a very unique one to us as a podcast. Um, I always say it in our intro. We are four friends who talk about and break down all things MCU and MCU related. When we break things down, you're bound to find yourself in a disagreement. It's, it's bound to happen. Okay. But the level in which we disagree can be, oh, yeah, that's cool. You have a different way of thinking. Or death. Bro, how in the world did you think about that? Or death, <laughs> according to Fergie. Um, so in this award, we are giving out the three-on-one award. This award 
goes to the episode or episode topic in which we had the 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 craziest or most ridiculous award, uh, ridiculous conversation uh, that we've had in our podcast. Okay, and we based the winner on on the amount of uh, you guys, the listeners. Uh, we based the 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 winner of this award on how much you guys have interacted with this episode in particular. Uh, the winner, um, you know, most views, most downloads, most interacted. Um, you guys seem to love this episode. And so the nominees for the three-on-one award are Iron Man 3. It's all the way back to episode seven. That are criticized where there was Iron Man is more Iron Man than Iron Man 3. No, no. Half the movie, no, well, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but half <laughs> of Iron Man 3 is him dragging around a busted Iron Man. Yeah, but we got Tony. Though. And then the rest of the suits he has is flying in and getting chopped away to, by, to, by to me, match to me, by, to me, Iron Man three is above Iron Man two because Blackwell isn't in it by default. Like that, that, okay. Brightburn specifically, whether or not the father should have shot the son. That is episode thirty-five. We got a couple extra days to live. Like, what you gonna do? You wanna go play the Powerball? Like, dog. Like, <laughs> like it don't really make a difference. Man. You won't die. I'm trying to complete the mission. I'm not trying You're to not get all get to sentimental complete. and moralistic. But this is what I'm, I'm trying to save Earth. Yeah, you're this not gonna, gonna save it. You're not gonna save it. You are close. You're not gonna save it. Bro, I'm telling you. But I'm gonna try. You're gonna die. I'm gonna try. No, you guys are talking about oh well, at least no, he tried. No, no, no. Well, why do I try my way? <laughs> why do I try my you'll way? You'll be gone quicker. Yeah, yeah, you'll be gone How quicker. Gone quicker. You'll be one of the. the How am I gone quicker? You'll be part Bruh. of the body How? count, bro. You'll be okay, part so- of the- Electra. Whether or not she's a good character, good supporting character, necessary for Matt. Whether or not she's fun to watch, all of that stuff. That's episode eighty nine. So I think you Criminal. misunderstand why we don't like her. Um, Because I think she's very skilled. She's rich. She has resources. She can fight. But I don't like her. No, I know. I'm just saying. I mean, you're trying. You're trying to uh, speak on behalf of her usefulness. Well, I don't like her. To be to be clear. But I don't hate her. I don't. I'm not like oh, Electra. Like I'm just like oh, like she's whatever. Like and Jessica Jones. Episode number 63 and 64. That was a hefty conversation where it was a three on, it was a two part conversation and it was a three on one against me. Every criminal show always has some nerdy girl at the helm of a computer or she, working with technology. Uh huh. That was my annoyance with her. Does she hey, look nerdy hey. to you? No, she doesn't look nerdy, but she. But when she came on screen, you were really annoyed with her. Because I knew what she was! (laughs) Which is... Jessica's a nerd? Since when? I thought she was like a goth chick. But we're not talking about Jessica. Y'all ain't listening to me, are you? Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. My fault, fault, Rob. I thought... Because she's not nerdy. No, she's not nerdy, but she's a tech girl. And she's the only young person amongst this older group, whatever. Any criminal show that involves like cops and everything they always have one person it's always a girl sometimes she's nerdy she got glasses and she's all in the tech stuff or whatever that's her that's her role so when i saw her i was like okay that's what she is Mm -hmm. and it's annoying because i keep on seeing that it's like you forgot that i even said all that no you didn't say all that i didn't say all (laughs) that i specifically 
You guys have voted with your ears and with your apps. Okay, when you guys listen to these episodes, you voted. And the winner of the three-on-one award is... Open up my symbolic, metaphoric envelope. Brightburn wins the three-on-one award. I had a feeling. As I do on the internet, I argue with people. And there are these people that they, they have this scholarly kind of documentary style take on how Marvel just crystallized the perfect way to tell a superhero, a multi-part superhero series, as if there's no other way to tell a superhero story that people find interesting. Okay. That's what that's the take. It's like they have this perfect formula. So I just found it funny that our listeners were more engaged with a non-MCU adjacent episode about a superhero mm-hmm. or a supervillain. I just, I just found that very interesting. So I guess there are other ways to tell a superhero or supervillain story. We'll be right back. Are you tired of leaving the theater disappointed? Do you love dissecting all the best and worst of what Hollywood has to offer? Getting the rundown on what to see and what to avoid at all costs. Join Michael Pishinary, host of the Movies Worth Seeing podcast. Michael reviews all the trending Hollywood films and gives you the inside scoop. The inside scoop. So you'll never leave the theater disappointed again. Check out Movies Worth Seeing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify now. Yeah, because that movie in, in and of itself is not, I mean, I don't want to say it's like, oh, it's not Marvel. So that's why. I'd, no, it's not that at all. I think it's just the way, just like you said, the way the story was told. And the 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 thought behind it was original enough, James Gunn. Um, I mean, he's obviously taken inspiration from Superman and just these other parts or whatever. But to to actually go there, you know. Uh, the father deciding whether or not he should shoot his son and then trying it and it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, you know, we actually see blood. We we see, uh, you know, basically what the world could look like if this Superman that a, you know, a couple have received in their backyard, if he inherently in his DNA was evil. Yeah. And... That was more compelling than a. That's I'm sorry. Stories like that are just more compelling than a lot of MCU stuff, which is just like kind of popcorn. Turn your brain off a little bit. Um, you might notice some Easter eggs, and there's some great MCU stuff, but then the majority of it is just go to the theater, walk out, and you're just like, that was cool. Yeah, and to, to be clear, we're a Marvel podcast. We like some of the yes. Marvel projects. But we're when we see something we don't like within the Marvel universe, we're gonna point it out. Like that's just what we do. That's we've been doing that for a hundred episodes. So mm-hmm. I don't mind non-Marvel superhero supervillain stories doing something different. I think they should be. You know, that's my take. It's not necessarily to bash one you know company or another company. It's to say, hey, it's cool when 
different we see different stuff that's all i'm saying i don't think it has to be marvel i don't think marvel has this secret formula i think yeah there's all Mm -hmm. kinds of different stories to tell and i thought brightburn Mm -hmm. was a a cool story i mean i had problems with the movie but it was cool just seeing a different type of story yep so after all this time Rinaldi, do you still feel like the dad was right in trying to shoot his son um, I get why he, I, I understand after yelling at you guys for an hour and a half or <laughs> us yelling at each other, I get why he did it. I just wish the film was written better. Um, mm. like I'm saying, I'm not saying this movie is better than infinity war. I'm not, like I said, like right. I, what I liked about this movie was it told a different type of story. It's like, yo, what if this Superman was evil? Like, I don't think we have a Marvel story like that. No. Um, but that doesn't mean that I didn't have issues with the movie or with how it was written. And I think the dad mm-hmm. stuff, I had issues with how I still have issues with how they wrote that whole storyline. But mm-hmm. if you're just telling me off rip, Hey, do you, do you get why we support him? Yeah, I get why I don't agree, but I get it. Mm-hmm. I think when we were yelling at each other, I didn't get it because I just, I didn't think that whole storyline was written well. Yeah, no, I had a feeling that that episode would win. Um, Because I feel like, you know, not to say that that was the one episode where the three-on-ones originated, but that was, like, I think where we realized the three-on-ones, like, really happened with us. (laughs) And it's just, like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like how we were discussing in a previous episode about, like, oh, um, that category that was in the Oscars about, like, most cheerworthy it's like it and our whole thing was like oh mcu didn't necessarily start it but it became more of a trend with that Mm -hmm. so i feel like that episode kind of let us know like yeah this might continue at some point like the three-on-ones like we started calling them legitimately three-on-ones from that episode on i Mm -hmm. think so i kind of had a feeling and i actually personally like that episode because you know i i re-listened to um you know our stuff and i was just like wait Man, really i do listen to our stuff because we were oh, yelling yeah. at each other that whole episode it was 50 uh, percent of it at it least fun, it was man. entertaining yeah okay. oh, oh well trust me i i remember how i felt that was the that was the episode where i was like <laughs> i quit i think i gotta quit i was like let me get off this episode. <laughs> i mean i was i wasn't really mad at you guys i was annoyed with you guys but i wasn't really mad at you guys i was mad at the writers because i'm like man you could have wrote this better like Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I didn't. I, I don't think I should wait to hear your take to understand a character's motivations. So that's mm. that's right, that no. was the the point. core of my anger with you guys. It was more just like, oh, really? You guys disagree with me? This is annoying. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it was more. <laughs> it wasn't like this venomous. I know it sounded that way, but it wasn't like I hate you guys. You guys stink. Like, it wasn't like oh. that. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. I, I know with every three-on-one that happens, it's all love, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that was the mm-hmm. one where I was just, like, fake quitting. I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, yes. maybe I just need to get up out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my thoughts are very similar to Elise. I think that was the start of everything Elise said, like our three-on-ones, like, really having a grasp on how it can just transform and hijack any conversation. But the fact that it was so interesting and we could get into hypotheticals and we could raise our voice, um, I thought was is is very fun to listen to. And I think that's kind of 
where the magic is in our podcast because we're four very different people mm-hmm. with four very different perspectives. And so when at least three of us agree on one perspective, it's easy, <laughs> it's very easy to gang up on that one mm-hmm. person that doesn't view things similarly to us. But I, I like I like those episodes because we're taking a stand on what we think or what we believe in. Y'all yeah. still waiting on me? And I so, think um, <laughs> to piggyback on, yeah, we still waiting on you, but we're still waiting but you on just you. Vibe everybody, with had everybody. A three that's on what one. it is, Elise. You just you just vibe with people somehow. <laughs> you just have a gift. Um, but no, just to piggyback of what Fergie was saying, I think that's what makes us stand out. Because if you know, like I said, we love Marvel content overall, but we don't. I don't think we. But we we are, I think, uh, one of the few podcasts or kind of extra content creators that I feel like we're we're very comfortable in saying, hey, they could be better. Like, we don't crown them the king, you know, because as far as we're concerned, it's like, yo, you could lose that crown at any time, mm. you know, so... You know, we're always going to point out what we what you can do better, and that might lead to maybe three of us saying, "No, I think this is fine," and one of us being like, "No, I think this could be better." And and I think that's that's even though I get frustrated with the three on ones because they happen to me a lot, I think it does mark our podcast as one that's like, "No, we're not here to just ride the wave, just to ride the wave. We're gonna ride. We're we're, we're here to let people know where we stand, regardless of." marvel's reputation so right it's like let's stop let's talk about this because something's off yeah right we're Um, gonna stop we're not just going to accept something because you know a film studio decided to cut corners or you know there was lazy writing or you know i'm supposed to love a character because the studio tells me to like no um and so and that could give birth to a lot of three-on-ones and so uh Brightburn, step on stage, uh, receive your three-on-one award. So what is there any of the nominees you guys were surprised didn't win, or do you feel like this was right? That Brightburn deserved. Okay. I think Yeah. I think it was the conversation. Yeah. You know, like I think everybody can have a conversation about Iron Man 3. Um, and a lot of people, when they have those arguments and debates, it's like the same debate. Yeah. But with Brightburn, like, I've never heard somebody have an issue. Personally, I've never heard somebody have that issue with the with the father and just how uh, character motivations weren't really told well. Like, I have not heard that. And so, um, you know, you have us here going like, wait, what? Like, you yeah. had an issue with it? And, and you going, of course I did. How don't you guys have an issue with it? Like, it's yeah, a whole I, thing. I originally thought and, he was going to commit suicide. That was my thinking. Because you have your wife, like, and I don't mean to belabor this, but, all right, let's say hypothetically he shot, shot Brightburn, the, the evil Superman, and he, he died. Mm-hmm. Brandon. Brandon. Brandon's dead. So now you're going to have your wife mourn your son for who knows, one year, two years, three years? They're not going to give you affection. They're not going to give you love. At least that's how I interpreted it, because I'm like... So that's why I thought, oh, maybe he's going to kill himself because he realizes if he actually does kill his own son, his wife is not going to love him. She's just going to spend her life mourning her son. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. So that was where it kind of originated for me. Love, like that makes sense. Yeah, but maybe I just thought too deeply with. <laughs> no, that was <laughs> deep film. because if I was the dad, 
and if my shotgun shot was successful, I'd, I'd just deal with that later. I'd be like, yo, this, this little boy, he ain't my son. He acting <laughs> up. I don't know where he yep. came from. Like, we got to send him back, send back to sender. We don't want it. Like, and so that would have been my focus. And then if, you know, if she's crying, but if I, but if I commit suicide, then my, my wife gets what she wants. She just wants a son. She doesn't but, really care about a spouse. But, she's, but I think the father was thinking beyond his family. Yeah. He knows yeah, if, if this is this a threat son, to humanity. Yeah. yeah. Right. This is a huge threat to humanity. And if if he if something something doesn't get done, then you know, the world is about to face something that they've never faced before. And it seemed like in the movie nobody else really grasped that. The mom kind of did, but she's just like, Oh, I always wanted a son and now I have one. And the father's like, No, that is not our son. He was given to us. We could raise him like our son, but that is not our son. And he had to do something about it because he's thinking beyond his family, not so much whether or not he's going to make his wife. See, happy. I got caught up in the whole family drama. I didn't even, I didn't get, I didn't think beyond that, you know? So that's kind of mm-hmm. where I was saying earlier is like, man, I don't know. Maybe I kind of wish they wrote this whole thing differently. Yeah. We feel like it's uh, this is a good way to end this episode is to hand out this award. Uh, it's the best storyline award with all these movies, all these intertwining stories, all these character developments and character arcs. It's hard to pinpoint which story is unanimously loved, which story holds the test of time, and which story is not just easy to follow but fun and captivating. And so with this award, the winner of this award, rather, is the story arc that is captivating. It's a story arc that has, has us falling in love with the character, convinced of the story, and rooting for the character through and through, and even not being happy with some of the, some of the decisions because, again, this is a character arc. And so to present the nominees, Fergie, I'm going to pass it on to you. The nominees are Tony Stark. Stephen Bucky, Spider-Man, and the Home Trilogies, Trilogy, Wanda to Scarlet Witch. The winner is Tony Stark. Dang, that's such a, that was such a quick reading. No symbolic envelope, <laughs> no, no drum roll. <laughs> um, no yeah. fanfare. I called this like from a, a 10 miles yeah. Wait, how far am I from you guys? A hundred miles away? Yeah, so I called this a hundred miles away that the mm-hmm. Tony Stark character arc ending with I am Iron Man was going to win this award mm-hmm. because yeah. Robert Downey Jr. It don't, it don't matter that John Favreau got okie doked and that led to me getting three on one for the first time on this podcast. As far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned, it was because John Favreau was not involved with Iron Man 3. I don't care what you guys have to say. I will never budge from that. Even with that, and then the whole um, Joss Whedon, Elise's, uh, Elise and Fergie's favorite director, Joss Whedon. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. And, and his back and forth with Kevin Feige about Iron Man's arc in Age of Ultron, even with all that stuff, it's Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> this man is Iron Man, yep. as far as I'm concerned. And he will forever, even though he's been great in other movies outside of superhero films, 
Like he was great at Sherlock Holmes. He's been great in romantic comedies. He's Iron Man, and people they'll always remember that story arc. They'll always remember when he had all six Infinity Stones in his hand, and he said, "I am Iron Man," and then he snapped his fingers. That that's that's just that's yep. just. That's just as crystal clear as it gets. So, Robert Downey Jr., uh, I know that you have accepted greater awards than this. <laughs> so, if you feel like it, if, if today's a good day for you, uh, please step on stage and receive this award of the best storyline arc uh, in the MCU. Well, that's our discussion. Uh, let us know what you think of everything we talked about in this episode. You can write to us by emailing marvelousfriendspod at gmail.com. You can also call and leave us a voicemail. That number is 617-299-6644. Let us know about everything that you've heard in this episode, or if you want to say hi to us, that's fine too. Marvelous Friends is available on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. To our Apple Podcast listeners, write us a review and let us know your thoughts. For more fun, unexpected, and low-key ratchet Marvel content, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Marvelous underscore pod. You can also like Marvelous Friends Pod on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get updates on all our latest uploads and behind-the-scene content. Links to all of these platforms and more are in the show notes of this episode below. This is the Marvelous Friends Podcast.